Welcome to The Untrue Show, my personal journal covering pop culture, millennial life, relationships, and career from an untrue point of view, hosted by me, Dana Jones. And I'm so excited to be back hosting again. I have missed podcasting for the last couple weeks. School got the best of me, and honestly, I felt like a shrew. (laughs) Um, And I didn't want to come bring that to you guys. I really like being optimistic and positive, the unshrew. So here I am. I'm back. I'm feeling the vibe and ready to talk. I have a couple cool episodes planned, and just sit back, listen, and I hope that you enjoy it. So one of the big things that I've been going through lately, and I'm sure we all have, so I'm not alone in this because I feel like the pandemic and coronavirus or COVID-19 are almost like great equalizers. Everybody's kind of experiencing the same things right now. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of things happening that we just don't have a lot of control over. I know I'm in Atlanta and everything just started opening up, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people are ready to go outside. I know I'm a little fearful about going places and I'm still trying to keep my activities outside of the house minimal. So I'm not going out very much. Um, I tried grocery pickup for the first time last week at Kroger, which was a really positive experience. I'd recommend it. Um, and I might try it this week at Amazon or not Amazon at Whole Foods through Amazon Prime. So trying to stay out of places, uh, I did feel really overwhelmed when they started opening things back up. So, you know, I'm, I think it's made us all kind of on the same level. I mean, we're all experiencing it. We can't escape it. And it just is what it is for right now. Uh, I actually wrote on my wall, this feels like too much, but she persisted. And I put a semicolon in there. Um, I think I was thinking about the semicolon just because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And I know that's the symbol to pause, but not end things. Um, And I just put that right in the middle of it. Like, this feels like a lot, but it's definitely not something that I can't overcome. Um, and I don't want to look at this season of my life and self-destruct. And I wrote that on my wall too. It says looking back on this season as a cocoon and not a coffin because I'm not going to let it destroy me. So if you guys need pep talks or affirmations, run with those if you, if, if they speak to you. Uh, but the purpose of this episode today is to kind of talk about things that are lifting me up and giving me joy in the midst of pandemic. One of those things is TikTok. So I really enjoy TikTok because anytime I feel like I open the app or go to think about the app, I just feel joy. It it sparks joy. TikTok sparks joy. (laughs) I guess that's the best way to put it. And the reason why it sparks joy is layered. I mean, I am very vocal about my love for Vine. I'm a big fan of what Vine was and how Vine made me feel. I almost call Vine an app that was a lot like in living color, but in an app. It was about six seconds and it was really funny and the loops were funny. And, you know, there were a lot of talented creatives on there. And I think a lot of people on there have made careers out of their, um, you know, videos that they made and partnerships. So I really, I have fond memories of looking at vines and showing them to my friends and talking about them and, all of those things. So when I look at TikTok, it really reminds me a lot of Vine, but I'd almost say it's a little bit better. It's a little bit, you know, more sophisticated 
And the way that people consume and use Vine is a lot different than TikTok. I notice now a lot of partnerships are happening on TikTok between musicians and choreographers versus on Vine, a lot of comedians are getting most of the exposure. But I think ultimately the the sameness of the two platforms is that if you're a creative person or if you want to be a creative person, um, you can use the tool and a lot of the filters that it has and a lot of the editing that it offers to show off that creativity and to generate buzz around your brand. I was actually reading a New York Times article about Tabitha Brown, and I'm not sure if you guys have heard of her, but she is a performer who just recently signed with the Creative Arts Agency. I think it's the CAA Talent Agency. She's wanted to be an actress all her life, according to the article, and never really had the margin in her life to get going. Um, She got married. She had kids. You know, she settled down, got a house, got a family, you know, moved from L.A. to New York, Carolina, moved back to L.A. Just always something was happening in her life that just didn't make room for that season. And I think in reading about her um, story, I thought it was really interesting that she just learned how to use TikTok maybe a month or two ago. Um, And it's part of the reason why she got the opportunity to be signed by agency. There was this video that I saw of her, first time I ever heard of her, where she was making bacon from carrots and using liquid aminos and garlic salt. I want to say garlic powder is like her favorite thing. I think she's in a lot of her videos. She's even given a name to her Afro, which is really, I mean, her hair is beautiful. Uh, so she just has this big personality and social media took hold of it. I know like maybe a couple years ago, how she started was she went into Whole Foods to try a sandwich and talked about the sandwich and the video went viral and a couple of hours later Whole Foods asked her to be their ambassador so everything just kind of took off over the last couple years and she's 41 now that's still really really young and she's making her dreams come true and a lot of the exposure happened because of her use of TikTok she even was like I don't know why I use this only teenagers use it but I think just because of what's going on now a lot of older people are jumping on TikTok and jumping into the trends I also find it really interesting how using TikTok helps give songs a boost that maybe weren't getting the coverage that they were on the Billboard charts before. For instance, with the um, Megan Thee Stallion song, Savage. I don't know if that song would have been as popular if the Savage Challenge hadn't taken off, which was a challenge that happened on TikTok. And it started with a dance and the dance just blew up and the creator of the dance, I think she's pretty young, but, uh, it, everybody just caught on to it. It's a really cool choreography and it's cute and it just fits the song perfectly. And it makes you remember the chorus and want to sing it over and over and over again. I mean, my four-year-old cousin knows the words to it. So it's just a big thing. And I think it became a big thing through TikTok. I actually filmed the challenge and the one I filmed was the come around me challenge, which is the Justin Bieber song. And I'd listened to his latest album, but the way that they mix the song on TikTok is a little bit different than what's on the album. 
um, the What's on the Full album that is on iTunes. And so I looked more into it and it looked like Justin actually posted a mixed version of the Come Around Me song and encouraged people to do the dance from the challenge. He's doing the dance from the challenge. He worked with a lot of choreographers on all the songs on his current album and did, I think, like dance music videos versus doing real music videos with him in them. He partnered with dancers and filmed them dancing and doing different things. So, I mean, this this day and age, you have to get really creative to sell music and I commend him for doing what he did. And I'm also a big fan of the album before I saw the challenge, but after seeing the challenge and hearing the song, I like the song even more. I think the lyrics are really cute and I love the dance. I mean, it's my first challenge film, so it'll probably always be something I remember like, oh, that's the first one I ever did. So I think that it definitely helps expose artists' music to an audience that will start streaming them more and listening to the songs that maybe they had not discovered before. Like I said, I'd heard the song, didn't really give it a second glance, but after seeing the challenge, after doing the challenge, I'm like, man, this song is pretty dope. And I listened to it a lot more uh, and I like it. So that's another thing that I think happens a lot is musicians are getting leverage or legs on their songs by showing that they're down with the TikTok audience, showing that they're engaged with them. I mean, Meg the Stallion does every challenge choreography that takes off for her songs, like the Captain Hook one, um, the Savage Challenge. I've seen her, I know I've seen her do the Savage and the Savage Remix Challenge. I'm not sure if she's done the Captain Hook, but I love that challenge too. I also like the K-Groove Challenge, which is to get money um yeah there's just a lot of cool challenges on there I feel like I could go on and on just about the challenges that I think are awesome I have a whole list in my phone of the ones that I want to learn I can go through them on here because I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them because the list is relatively long so the first one is the intentions challenge which is to Justin Bieber's intention song then I have a banana clip which is Miguel's song I have the Jennifer Lopez Super Bowl challenge the Slave For You Challenge, which I really like. It's actually to Britney Spears Slave For You. Um, yummy Challenge, which is Justin Bieber's Yummy. What is it? Get Low, which is Lil Jon. Um, Treasure, which would be Bruno Mars. I have Notorious Challenge, which is to Hypnotize. What else? A Seven Rings Challenge and the Computerized Challenge, which is to Computer Love by Roger and Zap, that song from the 80s with the auto-tune. So I feel like I have a lengthy list. It'll take me a while to get through. I was gonna set a goal to, to learn and film a TikTok video every day. I don't know if I'm up for that challenge quite yet. So I'm, I'm gonna think on it. <laughs> I've been practicing challenges and I'm now sore. Uh, that's another challenge that I love is the Cool Off Challenge, which is to the Missy Elliott song, Cool Off. And the dance is it's very intense, but I really have my mind and heart set on learning it. And I'm excited about it. I mean, like I said, you could probably hear the joy in my voice because learning the TikTok dances, watching TikTok, engaging on TikTok, it just brings me a lot of joy and it gets me away from being saddled down with everything that's going on and stressed out by it. And I have just found so much joy in it over the last few weeks. I'm sending TikToks to my friend, friends, and um, I made 
one for graduation is called the show me your walk challenge, which is to, um, what is it? It's to the graduation song. And then it goes to another song at the end of it. It's not coming to mind right now, but it's really, it was really cool to film, really easy to film. And TikTok has so many cool filters and features and things you can add to your video that I think make it even more fun and more exciting. I honestly, yeah, I don't know. If I didn't have TikTok, I, I don't know what I would do right now. I mean, Twitter, I love Twitter. I always love Twitter and Facebook is Facebook, but the, the, the community on TikTok, like I said, the creativity and just being on there and like trying to make my own videos, all of that part is just bringing me joy right now. I think there's only so much content we can consume at this time, just being home all day. Like I can't watch TV 24 hours a day and I work on my computer and then I have schoolwork. So the day isn't absent of things to do. I have a lot going on, but I feel like it's really easy to take a couple seconds away and like find a new trend to laugh about or um, see what everybody else is doing on there or even just learn a challenge and film it and put it on my TikTok. So I bought a ring light for cameras. Yeah, for not cameras, for cell phones. So I can like put my cell phone up there and turn my ring light on. And I think I'm going to start filming on the roof of where I live, which is a parking deck. Um, if I really want to do challenges and have a little space to do them, because I don't have a ton of space in my place. It's just a small amount, but I'm just really excited. Like I said, to film more, to try out editing and to get into TikTok. I think it's really fun. And if you haven't tried it, I'd love for you to try it. If you love it, tell me what you like about it, because I really want to know what trends everyone else is following. I think that the use of TikTok is only going to continue to grow, especially the longer we're at home, because other people are looking at it and finding joy in it as well. I mean, I... I just love it. I really feel like a lot of people are coming there and just being free and having fun. My one biggest complaint about it would be the algorithm. I don't feel like it's as inclusive as I'd like it to be. I think that sometimes the creators aren't getting highlighted like they should, or maybe TikTok doesn't know who the creators are, which could be part of the problem. Um, but you know, they just need a couple savvy people to track down creators of, of trends and, to make sure that those people are getting the credit for the trends and to make sure that they're not just putting the most popular creatives at the top of trends when the actual creators are kind of buried at the bottom. So that's my biggest complaint. I know I've seen a lot of uh, creators of color say on the platform that they don't feel like they're getting the shine that they should get or they're getting the exposure on the For You page, which is like the main page of TikTok. So I would love for some of those issues to go away. Um, hopefully TikTok has a plan in place to get, you know, to resolve them and to make sure the people who are creating good stuff get shown and the people who are on there as often as they need to be get highlighted and not give credit to the wrong people. Yeah, that's that's my take on that. Um, I also heard that TikTok has some data and privacy issues. I haven't experienced any issues as a I mean personally as far as I know so I can't really speak to that one I mean I think at this point in in time anything you give access to like if you give your email address to it or if you sign up to use it it's taking data from 
you and using it and I don't know what they're doing it, but you know, with it all the time. So I would just say, I don't know if that's a, it's a top concern for me at this time. Uh, I think that it could be an issue maybe in the long run, but overall I don't, I'm not as concerned about them taking my data because I think that, you know, every everything's taking our data. We're always being watched, surveillance everywhere, right? So I'm not too not too bothered by it. I have seen like some some wild TikTok pranks. Like there was this guy on the subway in New York who had this big like storage container full of cereal and they are calling his actions despicable because essentially he like, poured all this cereal in the container, poured all this milk in it, and then he dropped it. So, you know, people aren't really riding the subway like that right now. And the people that are, they're having to disinfect it for them. And they probably had to do a massive cleanup on what he did. And I think that's really unfortunate because, you know, we're already at a time of like limited resources. I feel like he is you know, that's kind of despicable and a little bit privileged that you would get on a train and do that because it's a large tub of cereal and whoever was videoing him has got to, I don't know, they suck too because he didn't just make this video by himself. He was making a TikTok. So I'm assuming he had a partner with him because someone on the train had to film him. I don't think his Based on the angles, I don't think his camera was propped up or anything, but about 3.3 million people follow this guy who posted it on TikTok, and then someone posted it on New York, and it also spread across Twitter about five, by about 5 million views. So the reach of this video, I think, is large, and what he did kind of sucks because people who are on the train are essential workers. So imagine you wasting cereal all over the train and essential workers have to clean up that mess. So I, that's why I say it was very privileged and a little bit inconsiderate. And speaking of Twitter, I think it's really interesting how a lot of Twitter users shared TikToks there. I've seen maybe some of my favorite or funniest clips on Twitter that I didn't necessarily find on TikTok. So I think that's really interesting that things are being shared that way. And I wish there was a better way to track those shares back on TikTok. Cause I don't think that there, there is a clear way. I know that you can see your views inside the TikTok app, but I don't know if the views culminate to what is happening outside the TikTok app or when someone shares or when someone downloads your video and repost it. So I'm pretty sure they can't really put legs on a video that gets downloaded and then re-uploaded into Twitter. So, yeah, that's just, yeah, that would be a concern for me. But they do brand it with the TikTok branding and add your TikTok username to it. So if I saw a clip, like the clip I saw of Tabitha Brown, I think I saw that on Twitter. If I see that on Twitter, I can find her name um, from the video because it's kind of embedded in the video on like a watermark and go to TikTok and search it and follow her account because I really like what she posted. So I think that that's pretty cool. They make sure to leave the watermark in there so you can find the person who made the video and make sure you give them their props on TikTok or just follow them on TikTok or find them or whatever you'd like to do. But it sources back to where the video came from. But like I said, I'm not sure how, how much you can track the reach of it if someone 
takes it and downloads it and moves it somewhere else, I almost want to say they probably can't, but you know, these days, like I said, everybody's watching, so they might have a way ingrained in finding where you shared it, how you shared it and all those things. So I definitely think that more brand partnerships are about to start happening with TikTok. I saw a Scooby-Doo Warner Brothers partnership with Jalea, who is the girl who created the Renegade Challenge. I talked about her on another episode, but I saw an article about how it got like a billion views. Yeah, which is crazy. And it's very cool uh, at the same time because she was not getting credit for creating the renegade challenge. But once she did get that credit, she was asked to be in a sponsored video for Scooby-Doo and to have that many views on it. I think it's awesome. It speaks to the value of partnering with her and the value of getting credit for what you create. So I think that that's great. It, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for her. I think that's really great because she'll be able to, you know, use that as leverage for future campaigns and future payments. It got about 2 billion views and the movie isn't even out in homes yet. So I really think that that's a cool, cool partnership and cool story because she is 14. And so hopefully this leads to bigger, better, and more opportunities since the Renegade Challenge went viral, since this this video has had 5 billion views for her and it's an advertising campaign as well. So very, very, very exciting. And I hope that more opportunities are to come from there. And like I said, I'm a TikTok user. I'll say TikTok don't stop because it is fun. I've enjoyed it and it brings me joy in a time where I really, really need joy. I mean, I'd almost call it self-care. Well, I think I definitely would call it self-care in a time of Corona. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I'm so glad to be back. I hope you can hear it in my voice, the joy, just because I appreciate this creative outlet and I appreciate my podcast and the audience that listens to it and is active and engaged. It just, yeah, brings me a lot of joy. Uh, if you'd like to connect with me, you can follow my blog on Blog Lovin'. I've noticed I've gotten a couple of new followers, so thank you so much for doing that. If you love the show, you can rate me in iTunes Store or wherever you're listening on that platform. You can follow my Facebook page at The Great Dana J and my blog, like I said, is thegreatdanaj.com. You can email me at Dana at thegreatdanaj.com if you'd like to chat there. And I just hope you listen again. I really, really appreciate you tuning in this week and can't wait for the next couple episodes that I have prepared. Thanks so much and talk to you guys soon. Bye.